Welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth. Alan Weiss here. This podcast is Inexplicable Errors. There was a guy named Wrong Way Corrigan once. He was an aviator. He flew from Long Beach, California to New York, quite a feat. This was in the days of Lindbergh flying the Atlantic. And then he was to go on to Ireland and fly the Atlantic himself. But he filed a flight plan back to Long Beach in error, took off the wrong direction, blamed it on compass headings and fog, but he was called Wrong Way Corrigan ever since. In fact, he was a skilled pilot and mechanic, but this stuff sticks. You know, people in powerful positions resign because of an error or embellishment on their resume from 20 or more years ago. There was a chief of naval operations a few years ago who came up through the enlistment ranks. He went to officer's training school. He wasn't Annapolis, so a lot of the officers didn't like him because he wasn't Annapolis. But he, he was raised, he was um, elevated, he was promoted to the highest rank in the Navy, the chief of naval operations. This is the equivalent of a four-star. And he committed suicide when it was found, when someone pointed out from a photo, that on one tiny ribbon on his chest, of perhaps 40, there was one piece of metal on it, an oak leaf cluster or something, that didn't belong on that particular ribbon according to what he had actually accomplished. And that was a gray area. But it was brought to light, he took it off, tried to explain, and later committed suicide. How many high school heroics that you've heard from your colleagues and friends, do you think are actually true? That the winning shot was made at the buzzer. That they were the quarterback on the all-star team. How many honor students were really legitimately honor students? Or are they a legend in their own mind? I was speaking out in Las Vegas last year, and I asked who someone was who I vaguely recognized, and I was told, oh, he's a legend in his own zip code. The question really isn't so much why people lie, but why they don't correct the lie years later when they're in comfortable positions and no longer need the lie. Why don't they expunge it? Why isn't it eradicated? It's because they now actually believe it. You tell yourself a lie often enough and it becomes part of your reality. You tell yourself another something often enough and you begin to incorporate it into your self-identity. The lie becomes a part of your existence, and you forget that it's a fabrication because it's been around as long as the rest of your reality has, and you begin to believe it yourself. Others had believed it, or at least had not challenged it, so the reinforcement to allow it to continue to exist is rather strong. I met a consultant once who told me he had Merck Pharmaceuticals as a client. Now, I told him that Merck was one of my major clients, I knew the company thoroughly inside and out, and I asked for whom he worked. Well, he gave me an obscure location, he equivocated, he vacillated, and I knew the location he named was not the location of any major office from Merck. When I pressed him, he told me that he had made a sales call there on a field office of about a dozen people. But a year later, I happened to notice that Merck was still on his website as a client. In this era today of shaming and presentism, where we try to undermine people based on their behaviors 30 years ago or more, more of these questionable uh, claims are being rooted out. 
People are not just finding them by accident. They're going after them like pigs going after truffles. Remember Hillary Clinton being under fire in Baghdad or some such place? You know, I imagine the more self-aware of these people have scrubbed their claims and scrubbed their biographies and scrubbed their resumes so they're not included. Do you remember the scandal over John Kerry's actual role in Vietnam riverboats? How about Elizabeth Warren's claims of Native American ancestry? Once we've lived with the lie unchallenged for a period of time, we assume it's safe or we even forget about it. It's just part of who we are. Gary Hart was a very strong presidential contender at one point of considerable heft. He swore he was not having an affair as rumored with a woman named Donna Rice, and he actually invited reporters to follow him. That's how much he believed his own denials. They did follow him, and they uncovered the affair, and that took him right out of the race. Think about your own history, the story of your life that you're writing every day. Are you secure enough to jettison the parts that are fabricated, let's face it, or are blown up and embellished beyond what they were? That's a fine test of your self-esteem today, by the way. And it's a tough test, but that's the uncomfortable truth. <laughs>